Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. I don't understand how people think it's uh, out of the ordinary for Mac Jones. A first-round pick comes in, top 100. I mean, of course he's going to have a little bit of ego. I mean, the way he was carrying himself during um, training camp this year, like, he, you know, like a guy who clearly was, like, the owner of the team, like, you know, as far as, like, a team leader. And that, on the one hand, that's great. I mean, that's what you want to see out of your young quarterback. That's what but, you want from your quarterback. But, but, but not but not if you're Belichick and your young quarterback thinks he's bigger than he is and he starts questioning the direction of the team and wondering why are we doing this and why are we doing that. Late night, WEEI. Thank you so much for hanging out. It's KJ. It's Ben Bolin on Greg Hill's show this morning. Look, this Bailey, Zappy, Mac Jones thing has, has really jumped the shark. And, and I have... Some things to say because it fits into this whole narrative of privilege. This is what I've been saying about Mac Jones. This is what I've been saying about people who've been falling in love with Mac before he's even done anything. And even this stuff that's being said by Ben Bolin earlier today all falls under the privilege. So let me play the comment from Ben Bolin where this set off a a firestorm about what someone allegedly said in the Patriots organization. Here it is. Yeah, if that's the takeaway, then people need to go back and watch that clip again because I didn't say a lot of those things. I didn't say anything about people in the Patriots. Like, I'm not reporting that people – whatever, go back. I just think it's my opinion that he got way too big for his britches last year, uh, and you saw it in the Pro Bowl and making the top 100. And then, yeah, I I realize uh, that clip caused a big kerfuffle yesterday, which I don't quite understand. But uh, since, since all that yesterday, someone reached out in my DMs and said, yeah, Max, um, uh, his attitude problem is obvious in the building, and everyone knows it. So, like, so you know, whoa, not whoa, just whoa. not just not just a random. Yeah, and he was just like a rookie kid, and everyone was loving him up. But I think a lot of the issues have cropped up this off season. I think he's been wondering why, you know, he was given the defensive coach and the special teams coordinator as his, as his coach, and you know, the offensive scheme like that wasn't working. And see. This is why I'm only here a couple days a week at this time of night. It's because I can clearly articulate what most cannot. Privilege on display! As the infamous song would say, Bulls on Parade. See, the dude in the cafeteria type hot takes is why I came as a voice of reason to the station. 
See, when others don't understand how entertainment and parsing of words is an art form, it's not sloppy like some Perez Hilton site. This Mac and Bailey Zappy thing, which went from understandable conversation, has now blown into something it should not because people are not entertainers. If I, KJ, had come on the air and said that some people in the Patriots building who probably don't have team access beyond, say, the on-premise daycare center, saying things that can't be sourced, follow up with another source, my head would be on a stake and it would be sitting in the middle of Beacon Hill. Privilege. Now, I'll be dead honest with you. I've had to pull back, quote-unquote, on a couple of things. I have not been censored since I've been here, but there have been things I've been asked to pull back on because of the greater good. I get that entertainment, parsing of words, the art form. Here's more Ben Volan in his interview this morning with Greg Hill Show. This is where he's saying, well, it's not a report. It's it's a rumor. Yeah, if that's the takeaway, then people need to go back and watch that clip again because I didn't um, – I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't take it as a report just as – yeah, you know, Whispers. someone else yeah. chiming in with an opinion. The streets are talking. The streets ben. are talking. That's what I like to say, Ben. The streets are talking. Take there it for go. what it what it is. You know what I mean. You make your own decision on that, and then they can go back and listen to the audio. Just the streets are talking, and then because you know how people are nowadays. You say the streets are talking. Next thing you know, it's like, oh well, so and so spoke directly with with Bill Belichick. And ben, you reported this, then you got mad at the kerfuffle that created it, and then you said that someone that doesn't cover the team sent you a DM, meaning it's likely related to the team, that Mac needed an attitude adjustment. Now you're sounding like Adam Schefter, like it wasn't a report. It is? Yeah. <laughs> tuckle, 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 tuckle. Yeah, had that been me, let's be real. I'm not here. Gone. No worries, gone. Because I can clearly articulate what many cannot, and what we're watching, folks, is privilege on display talked about it with mac but i've talked about it correctly i use the example hey he's at alabama he's the third string guy behind hurts and behind tua okay cool you don't break the ice you don't beat anybody up for that job the next year Tua's job Tua's brothers there's the third string you're the backup Tua gets hurt you walk in there you did not beat Tua for the job your third year at alabama it's just you Tua's brother jets off to maryland and it's bryce young as the freshman so you didn't beat out the freshman. And then you get to the pros, and Cam Newton has first-team snaps with every in every single preseason game, gets cut because we all know why, political or not, and you're the starter on opening day not taking snaps with first-team at all during the preseason. Privilege. Now it's starting to show up with this crap about, well, I... Maybe this did did said, or maybe I didn't say that. And this look, just because you saw the moving breaking, and I want you to listen carefully for those who are listening, because I know you're listening. Just because you saw the movie breaking doesn't mean you know how to damn break dance. I understand entertainment, parsing of words, and being concise, not playing around. Here's another clip from Ben Volan today. This is where he kind of starts to backpedal like it's an Ali fight from the early 70s. I just feel like people are making stuff up now about Mac Jones because they're zappy zealots. Hmm. 
And I, I like. <laughs> do you believe I, that though? I do. Yeah. Do you believe I, I made I it up? Made up what? The McCordy uh, bowling event? Yeah, the chairs. No, I don't believe you were okay. there. Yeah, you were, I don't think you made that up. It was Went running to a around. Tony private school. Uh, See, I'm not. Run, I'm not going to speak for Ben. Running, running around, having. But I'm willing to bet that the person who it wasn't like just some random, you know, Joey bag of donuts off the street <laughs> reaching out to to Ben. I'm willing to bet you that it's somebody that's probably plugged in. You know, regardless of who that is, I you know, people are plugged in in many different ways, whether it's I brought up Joe Button or we talk about uh, Matt Stop Barnes. It. Or- Stop it. Stop it. The Zappy Mac Jones thing has gotten out of control. Why? Too many people are becoming bigger panderers than Sandoval. I like that. You like that, Joe? Joe, how are you doing tonight? Uh, we're doing well. A lot of chaos here to start the show. We're not even 10 minutes in. We're not even 10 minutes in, and I'm talking about the pandering that's going on, this whole bad entertainment. There's a great bit in Eddie Murphy's Raw when he's talking about when he goes to the nightclub with Danny Terrio. He asked the question, do y'all dance to the words or to the beat? And right now, a lot of people are dancing to the beat, uh, to the words, and missing the beat. Look, more people are concerned about their Elvis pose looks than it does on a third strike. I don't pander. I don't care. I call balls and strikes. If I see something that's BS, I'll call BS. If I say something and see something that may kind of touch your third rail a little bit, guess what? So what? How hard is it? Let me like I just want to know. How hard is it for people to realize that pay, Patriots players or any professional player will not flat out tell you that another player is a problem in the locker room? It's never been the culture with the Patriots. This is this for the journalists. The journalist heads. Look, when Mike Giardi said that Mac Jones sought out a second opinion on his ankle uh, from the Brooklyn Nets team doctor, there you have a story with names. This is where the conflict really begins. See, because there's nothing wrong with Mac Jones getting a second opinion on something, but suddenly there's a difference of opinion. That's what a second opinion is about. And this is where it starts. So if Mac, let's say, doesn't want surgery, he goes and gets a second opinion, well, then there's this probable thinking that you can deduce that we have a plan whether he gets the surgery or not, and we're going to take our time getting back to Mac. I I didn't have to talk to anybody in some bad chat to be able to to deduce that. Look, we've got a doctor's name, Dr. O'Malley. That's the second opinion, so if there's any question with that, you can always call Dr. O'Malley. But let's just call it what it is. Mac has sounded like a rehearsed doll for the Patriots. Yes, uh sure, I love it. Yes, absolutely. Yes, sure. Is the sky orange? Well, yesterday it said in the playbook it's orange. No. Sometimes things take off for you when you say no. It's such a powerful word, no. So if Mac Jones's no was hey, whatever Patriots organization you're suggesting I do with my ankle, I have a no for you. Start of my career. I did everything I was told. You know, it's like the Howard Stern movie, Private Parts. Have you seen it? It's the scene with pig vomit and Howard Stern. And it's like, W-E-E-I. No, you got to say the call letters. W-E-E-I. 
got me demoted doing everything I until I said no. And guess what popped out? A damn personality. And maybe this is the fire under Mac Jones that needs to happen. Well, I'm not saying getting a personality, but getting on that field and fighting for your damn life as QB1. Outkick the coverage when it comes to his talent. Doesn't mean speaking out of turn, but showing that he's his own man and his own talent. Here's your chance, Mac. It's gone. This whole thing is over at skis. Things are being alleged about you that don't even have any confirmation point. But right now, Mac is a pro wrestler who's got nice skills, but no mic promo skills. And that's how you become what they used to call a jobber. You know, the guy who's getting dusted up on a WWF Saturday morning wrestling program that's for free. It's done in seven minutes like Mike Lombardi or Barry Horowitz or SD Jones or Johnny Rods. I'm taking it back. See, Mac Jones should take a page from Daniel Jones with the New York Giants. Daniel Jones feels that jobber title coming to him if he does not perform this year. Marcus Mariota is fighting off the jobber status in Atlanta. He knows he's a step away from being a jobber. Carson Wentz on his way to being a jobber. Jacoby Prissett is SD Special Delivery Jones. He does it with a smile, and he knows it. Trubisky, jobber. Baker Mayfield, jobber. Davis Mills, jobber. Jared Goff, one bad tag team match on a Saturday morning, jobber. Mac Jones? Once you are healthy, you get your job back. Ignore all this noise. But just like Mr. McMahon in the WWE, Bill will fire that ass if you don't perform. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. We're going to talk football next. I need a drink. I need three drinks. All right, Joe, you got it. Go ahead and trend. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending on WEEI and WEEI.com. The Pats are back on the practice field today as they get set for a Monday night matchup at Gillette against the Chicago Bears. Some roster news for the Pats as special teamer Cody Davis was officially placed on IR and will be out for the season following knee surgery. Also on the practice squad, released was kicker Tristan Vizcaino, and replacing those two spots are wide receiver Raleigh Webb and defensive lineman Rondell Carter. Carter, excuse me, those two have been added to the practice squad. Webb joins via the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Bruins and Celtics have the day off after some games last night. Bruins obviously lost 7-5 in Ottawa. Celtics with a season-opening win against Philadelphia. Bruins will be back in action tomorrow night at the Garden, taking on the Anaheim Ducks with a puck drop at 7. The Celtics, meanwhile, get back on the court Friday night in Miami for an Eastern Conference Finals rematch against the Miami Heat. In baseball, the NLCS is now even at 1-1 as the San Diego Padres Beat the Philadelphia Phillies 8-5. San Diego bounced back from a four-run second inning for Philadelphia with a five-run fifth inning. Game three from Philly will be Friday night with first pitch at 7:37. And right now the ALCS is taking place. It's the bottom of the seventh with the Astros on top 3-1. And finally, for fantasy football owners out there, Broncos coach Nathaniel Hackett says running back Melvin Gordon will start this Sunday at home against the New York Jets. Gordon was benched in the second quarter of Monday night's game after only three carries. I am Joe Braverman, and that is what's trending on Boston Sports Original WEEI.
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Zapping is starting to make everybody in New England happy. You know what that means? Matt better hurry his ass up back. Cause it's gonna, cause it's gonna, it's gonna, it's a lot of talking. That boy's playing good. That boy's playing good. So I don't know if it's a quarterback controversy, but it's, it's one on the horizon. I tell you that if he keep playing like that. So Mac, you better hurry up and come back because Bill done it before and he'll do it again if he does. right on the tip of my tongue. Mac, as soon as you get to 100%, you better be operating at 250%. Because Bailey Zappi is, right now, he's the bee's knees. People love what they see. Mac better the- hurry his ass up <laughs> It's amazing how brothers can say it in various tones, whether I say it like I'm Vince McMahon and getting fired, or Ty Law saying you better hurry that ass up. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Still to come here on Late Night with KJ. 20 minutes away from Make Money Money. Got some parlays for tomorrow night's game. Um, I, 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 there just seems about something about Thursday night games, Joe, that people are starting to get the yips. It's just like, mm, who's playing Thursday? Mm. Your first couple of weeks they were complaining about like you know, the uh, quality of the stream. Now they're complaining about the quality of the stream and the game. So I feel like this, I feel like this one though has a chance to be good, which which we can get into later. I learned a long time: do not set expectations because they will always let you down. So the Patriots are good till Monday. They've got the Monday night game with the Bears at home. Man, Foxborough is going to be rocking. The Chris Bear is here, and Justin Fields will be here too. <laughs> Look, the Bears. We know how bad they are, but they're second. Second to last in scoring. And to the naked eye, they are very similar to the Broncos minus the receiver core, right? Um, Look, the Bears are just strictly a ground team. They're second in rushing, but last in passing yards. So if if you're the Patriots defense, you say, okay, imagine you're facing potentially Lamar Jackson without a tight end or receivers um, or any ability to really throw the ball downfield. Justin Fields' limited sight is showing up. Now, last year when getting into the draft and looking at different players, I remember telling Mutt one night that, hey, look, my issue with Justin Fields is this guy's always found someone to say yes to him moving around. What happens when there's nowhere else to move around and your skill has to be on display? If you don't know the story of Justin Fields, real quick, uh, committed to Penn State first, 
reneged on that, went to Georgia, alleged an incident, a racial incident happened while he was at a football game or baseball game, one of the two, was able to get out of Georgia, transfer to Ohio State, pandemic hit. He's kind of the leader of the of the, 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 the faces of let us play so that way he can finally get games in before he ran out of eligibility. So he gets his one year in, I think one or two years, I can't remember what it was, but they were able to play when the Big Ten almost didn't. Justin Fields gets in. Then, of course, you remember uh, Chicago jumps up in the draft. Now, I'll, I'll be the first one to say, I remember myself and Brian Barrett at the time were like, hey, Bill, move up to get Justin Fields. Hey, like, hey, Bill, don't listen to me. Because Justin Fields is a mess. This was supposed to be the matchup of the coming up QBs from last year's draft, right? Um, even though Mac hasn't likely in this game, unless if Zappy gets hurt, you wouldn't wish that or nicked or Lord forbid he takes some type of hit and the eye in the sky says he's got to come out. I think Mac will be an active roster quarterback, but there won't be a plan to play him if they don't have to. So, um, it seems like Justin Fields is the first-round quarterback from the draft that seems to have some big-time adjustment issues to the pro game, and that's not necessarily the case with Mac. Mac's adjustment issues are literally with the coaching staff. 617-779-7937, text line 37937, KJ Late Night here on WEEI. So on ESPN, of course, the big Yahoo-Hoobabala is, you know, who's going to be the starter for the Patriots uh, here's Dan Olofsky on uh, Maloney, Fourier, and Mego about who he thinks should be the QB. I think part of it is people just want to throw things out there and, and see if they stick. There's no repercussion. I think people want to try to be the first person to say something in our industry rather than really focusing on being right. There's a truth here that Mac Jones still is unquestionably the Patriots starting quarterback and is going to be a very good pro for a very long time. And Bailey Zappi has proved that he can play in the league. Both of those things can be true at the same time. And my question for everybody that wants to say this is, do you not remember last year? Do, you, do we not remember how Mac Jones played last year and had this team in every football game and, and was by far the best rookie quarterback that played last season? So two things can be true, as Orlovsky said there. Um. I think we've seen a bit of regression with Mac, and therefore the mediocrity is there. Um, and at the same time, it's not very hard to make mediocrity look kind of bad, and that's what Bailey Zappi has done. So, I, I well, I, I think that Mac Jones will have the chance to still be the long-term quarterback here, uh, but I think Bailey Zappi gets to go Monday night. And again, you know, it, it's really great when you say, well, do you remember what Mac did last year? Well, if it wasn't win a championship, it doesn't matter. Now, now nobody was expecting that. Were expectations uh, exceeded? In a way, yes, but you can't you know, forget about the defense and where they were at one point last year either. They were the number one defense at one point. So, you know, some things went hand in hand together. You know, people appreciated Max, you know, comeback and fortitude in that Dallas game, even though it was a loss, or how so many people thought that Brady and the Buccaneers were just going to steamroll the Patriots when they came into town. And God let it rain because I think God was just really upset to see his own child and Tom Brady have to come back home. It was like everybody shed tears. Even the goalposts couldn't hold it. So, look, it's great what Mac did last year, but everybody has spent the offseason preparing for Mac this year. 
And so when you get back to this Bears game on Monday night, I think because Justin Fields, who was horrible last year, and, and, and I might even argue that said that would say maybe Trevor Lawrence at the end of last season and Mac Jones, Mac Jones was a little ahead of Trevor Lawrence. I would say that, yes. But if you said right now this season, you'd say, well, you know, a lot of those guys from that rookie class are struggling this year. Trey Lance isn't going to be seen at all this year. Justin Fields has just been absolutely abysmal. And this plays right into the Patriots game plan for Monday night. Loud stadium, overwhelmed second-year QB, putrid and horrible passing game. Look, the Patriots should send confusing blitzes, mix up the blicks with with zone coverage looks. Just confuse Justin Fields on downs where there's five or more yards to go. You might even play a spy on him just to say, okay, I'm going to keep one guy back here just to watch him run because... He's like the third leading rusher on the team. That's horrible. Now, of course, there are going to be probably some jokes if Nikhil Harry is able to go that it's the Nikhil Harry revenge game, but the real revenge could be Nikhil Harry in the run-blocking game. I mean, the Bears are top five in rushing attempts and top seven in yards per attempt, so if that's the case, then, you know, look, I don't think the Patriots are going to be spending too much time looking at Nikhil Harry receiver film. Maybe blocking field. I mean, just how bad are the Bears at this passing game, man? Their leading receiver, Darnell Mooney, has 17 catches. Ramondre Stevenson has 17 catches, and he's clearly nowhere near, near being the receiving leading receiver for the Patriots. So I can't see how the Patriots can't come up with a game plan that says get, it, get them to second and long. If you could get them to second and eight, second and nine, and you know on third and ten that that Justin Fields is just going to want to run, then you've got him cornered, and it could be a long night. It may be ugly for viewing, but it would be very fun to watch for all of New England, right? Because the rest of the country was like, oh, gosh, another blowout. Please don't put the Bears back on television. I mean, do you think Belichick, though, was kind of salivating at like what he sees across him because the Bears are so bad and the defense has looked better in the past couple of games? That's not how Belichick operates. If anything... Belichick's biggest concern about the Bears would be their defense. Their defense isn't bad. Again, they've held points pretty low. A lot of games in the teens and 20s. It's just that they don't have an offense that can move. You know, we'll put it this way. Justin Fields has three less running back carries than Damian Harris. And he's got seven fumbles. So Justin Fields is the one that you would say, hey, we will want this whole game to be on his shoulders. So what the Patriots really have to look at doing is what they did to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt last year, uh, last week. Combined 68 yards between the two of them. So you slow down Khalil Herbert, David Montgomery, and despite Justin Fields being the leader rusher last Thursday, Montgomery and Herbert combined for over 130 in that game. So you cannot let go of the fact that their running back duo of Herbert and Montgomery can get yards on the ground. And with that going on, you would have to say that's where Bill's biggest, if he says if we're going to defeat the one thing you do best, is going to stop the run and make uh, Justin Fields be a drop-back quarterback second and long, third and long. I, I, I don't even know if that team would even be willing to put Justin Fields in a second and eight throwing situation against the Belichick defense. That just would not be smart. All right, so how does what's the game plan for Bailey Zappi? 
This is a defense, you know, anchored by Roquan Smith. Full disclosure, him and my aunt, him, his aunt and my, myself are really good friends. I, I don't work for tickets on people like that, but him, his aunt and I go back some years. And, um, you know, that defense kind of holds them into a game, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they cannot be fooled. Um, here's Mike Florio and Greg Hill's show saying that, look, I think the Patriots are going to continue to ride Zappy, maybe even despite what happens against the Bears. It depends upon how that attitude may be manifesting itself in the building. I mean, we all know people, and hell, I've probably been this way before, where I'm in a workplace where I'm not all that thrilled, but I'm not going to say anything about it directly to the boss because I still have to survive there. But then I'm going to complain about it to colleagues and friends and family and whoever, and I'm not happy, but what's my alternative at this point? So I'm just going to do what I have to do to get myself back on the field. And I thought it was striking that Belichick has resisted saying that Mac is clearly the starter when he's healthy. And, and it just makes me wonder how long they're going to play this out. And would they, if it's still working with Bailey Zappi and they're winning games and it's a total team effort and the running game is doing well and the defense is doing well, do you just keep it going as long as you can? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we've seen that before. And winning is the one thing that encourages consistency more than anything else. Look at the Cowboys now. They rode Cooper Rush until they lost. And here comes Dak Prescott. And I think they would have kept riding Cooper Rush as long as they could if they'd kept winning. And I think that the Patriots are going to be tempted to do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that the Bears don't necessarily represent a Bailey Sitz or I, I think the best scenario is Mac Jones should be fully healthy come the bye. So Bears, Jets, Indy, bye. So you say, okay, that's three more games. I, I, there's a part of me that says maybe you, you go with Mac in the Jets game because the Jets are ahead of you in the division and you still have a shot. And if you feel like, hey, you could bring the Jets down a notch, you don't know if Miami's going to recover. Maybe you say we we roll with Mac Jones. And I, look, now here's the thing. If Mac Jones plays in the Jets game, say, next week, um, after the Bears game, you know, we're, we're talking about two weeks from now, and shows to be inefficient, maybe a little hobbled early on, and Bill goes to Bailey Zappi in the second half. Do not see that as an alarm that Mac Jones has lost the job completely. Like maybe the guy just hasn't healed as quick as possibly thought he would heal. Or I, I just can't see a scenario where. Right now, you're deciding that Mac is not the guy anymore, uh, especially against a, a Bears team where, you know, look, the defense is pretty good in some areas in terms of stopping the pass. Um, they're number three again in yards and yards passing given up. And uh, the defense is also number two in giving up touchdowns. But they're not picking off balls. So, you know, they're they're pretty good at stopping the pass. And, again, you know, if you've got Ramondre Stevenson back there and still find out what's going to happen with Damian Harris come the end of the week, you got those two back there to continue to just kind of pound the ball. Then you're just going to tire out a, a, a Bears defense that's just going to shake his head knowing that they've got a, an awful offense that gets out there on the field. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. It's KJ Late Night here on WEEI. Still to come, we're going to talk about the Celtics and hear from some of the players from post game. Uh, when we talked about him last night, there wasn't post-game yet available, so we want to hear from the players, Coach Missoula, Jason Tatum, uh, Marcus Smart as well, so you'll hear from them well, within 20 minutes here on the show.
So the outlook for the game for Monday with the Bears, I, I think it's going to be very similar to what you saw with the Cleveland game, where the mistakes by Justin Fields probably in the passing game or possibly in the running game where a fumble recurs, good field position being provided for Bailey Zappi. Now, that clearly helps him, but it's what I also said that needs to help Mac Jones, right? The shorter the field that you give Mac Jones – the more opportunities the Patriots have to score touchdowns. Um, with Bailey Zappi, when that was first happening, it was like, okay, field goals, those may now start to turn into touchdowns on the regular. In fact, you started seeing it as the game progressed on against Cleveland, as Jacoby uh, Brissett was making his mistakes. <sighs> Could I call a score? I mean, gosh, the Patriots are favored heavy. I, I This might be the heaviest. They'll be favored this season. Minus seven and a half right now. Uh, Bet MGM, the label that pays me is Patriots 8. So they're giving up 8. Yeah, The reason why I use BetMGM is because they have they have a relationship with us. <laughs> like that, No knock to the other ones and everything like that, but Death Row is the label that pays me. Plus, I do BetMGM stuff as well with BetQL and guest host on that morning show as well. So uh, BetMGM is close to my heart. Now I think you just gave it even closer to my pocket. So coming up uh, in six minutes, we will do Make Money Money. I'll give you the NFL lines, all the games, Sunday and Monday, and then I've got a parlay for you for Thursday night's game. So, if the Patriots are an eight-point favorite, and I can see it, so you're talking about really a a 10-point game? 21-10, I would say. I don't don't see the the Bears getting more than two touchdowns. Maybe they get a field goal, depending on how the wind's blowing. Yeah, 21-10, I think the Patriots cover... It'd be a solid game, probably some good yards on the ground from Ramondre Stevenson, probably 100, 110 yards. I think the defense probably get two, maybe three turnovers on Justin Fields. Justin Fields, absolutely baffled. I mean, you you know, you hear the, the whole verbiage about, you know, Belichick going against quarterbacks 25 and under, and how he has this enormous record. This may end up being one of those poster child games of like how he really dominates you know, quarterbacks who are just starting in the league and trying to figure some things out. You're going to, Justin Fields is going to see, is going to see some complex things out there that may make his head spin. I mean, if he says, I think I'm seeing ghosts out there, oh man, someone's going to have to give me like a brand new Porsche if I predict that. Hello, Bet MGM. All right, make money, money. Next, KJ Late Night, WEEI. Thanks for hanging out. Late night, W-E-E-I, it's KJ, thank you so much for hanging out. Remember on Twitter, at W-E-E-I, at KJ Carson, and of course on the Odyssey app, listen for free wherever you are on your phone, type in W-E-E-I 93.7, and of course you can also tell your smart speaker, hey Alexa, play 93.7 W-E-E-I Boston, all around the home as well. If there's something I'm enjoying right now, is watching the Yankees down 4-2, Top of the eighth in Houston. And look. And I can give you some breaking news. Matt Carpenter just struck out with two on and two out. There you go. So now going to the bottom of the eighth. Yankees down by two after going ahead one nothing on an earlier home run by Bader. And it's funny because the home run by uh, Pena, I believe it was, earlier in the game, um, was over because Houston's got the super short porch in left field. And the Yankees porch in right field feels like, you know, I don't know, like they're, they're in my old neighborhood, man, they used to have these great Danes, these two 
three big great Danes in this yard, three foot picket fence. Those dogs used to just back up and like step over. I, I, my joke always about Yankee Stadium is that you could hit a wedge shot over the right field fence. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, that's what, 300, 300 feet? 300 feet is 100 yards? 385? You know, divide by three, that's what, 160? Maybe, maybe you use the, the, the seven or eight. You could use a seven iron and get over easily over that right field fence. At least in my, at least what my my game has has stretched out that I my seven iron can clearly get to one sixty five. Uh, if you're just joining the show, thank you so much for hanging out. Talked about the comments from Ben Volin on Greg Hill's show earlier today, and I, I'm just calling it as I see it. If I pulled that type of stunt, I'm done. I'm done. You know, look, you could talk about the Mac Jones privilege, which I did. I had to give case in point where him at Alabama and how he really never really had to fight for the gig. And even when he got to the Patriots, he didn't really have to fight for the gig. Remember, he was playing against second and third stringers in the preseason games. Cam Newton was getting all the first string snaps. So literally, there was kind of always this built-in privilege. But I kind of talked about it in terms of this industry, that if I'd done what had happened today, or I made these connotations that somebody at the team or associated with the team, I don't care how loose they were, I'm not here. My head is on it. I said my head would be on a stake somewhere in Beacon Hill. Right, right there, right there at the graveyard. I mean, like, oh my God, that's that brother KJ. He used to be at that R and B station, then he was in sports, and now his head is right here. It, it's at a perfect location, right at the turn of Beacon Hill, and as you head towards Government Center. Sorry. Still to come, Celtics looking good, and considering some things that happened tonight, I think the Celtics look even better. That's coming up at eleven o'clock. But right now, let's make some money, baby. I won the bet. Here, one dollar. <laughs> I can give you half. You need to relax. How do you pay, man? Straight cash, homie. All right, last week in my pick of five. I was two and three. My winners were the Seahawks outright and the Giants outright. So think about the money you could have made if you'd taken those two. I lost Saints, Chiefs, and Cowboys not covering the spread. So this week, here are the games. I'll give you the spread of where it is and what I'm leaning to. So if you hear plus, that means I think they're the team to take. Falcons at Bengals. Bengals favored by six. Uh, the Falcons have been on a pretty decent roll, but I think the Bengals are starting to figure some things out. Look, you're not a Super Bowl runner-up for nothing unless you're the Rams and you look really bad as the Super Bowl champions. I call it the curse of the girl who fell off the stage. But the Bengals, because the way the AFC Central is kind of in a quagmire, they're the team I would say watch out to get on a run. So I like the Bengals at home to win by six. Not too much value on their money, minus 275. So you put down a dollar, you'd have to pay like a dollar, like two dollars seventy-five cents to win a dollar. Lions at Cowboys, Cowboys favored by seven. Man, you can make it a million. I don't see what the Lions can do with that Cowboys defense. I think in daily fantasy, though, if you play a defense, I would definitely be tempted to play the Cowboys, knowing that Jared Goff really struggled against the Patriots. There's no value in that game. Minus three hundred. 
Like, really? <laughs> Colts at Titans. Titans, two-and-a-half-point favorite. I do like this game. There's uh, good, good play on there, minus 145. This game is going to be one of the deciding games for a really weak AFC South. It looked like Jacksonville could be in the mix for a second, but Jacksonville, Jacksonville, and Houston's going to be Houston. And so the Colts, who really were in desperation mode last week, I think Matt Ryan threw the ball 37 times in the first half last week saying, we can't get the run done, but we've got to win, and they pulled it off with the Titans at home. This is a chance for the Titans to really kind of step forward and get back into the conversation as a potential division winner. All right, Packers, five-and-a-half-point favorite at the Commanders. Commanders don't have Carson Wentz. I don't know if that's such a bad thing. They're going back to Taylor Heineke. That may do something for the locker room, but I think the Packers, who have just been in a rut, losing to the Jets and the Giants back-to-back weeks and almost lost to the Patriots the week before, if the Packers don't win this week, there'll be flames coming out of Green Bay, so I like Green Bay in that game. No real value, minus 225. Bucks at Panthers, Bucks by 11. Can we say Bucks by a million? But you know, hey, be careful because that was the thought last week when the Bucks went into to Pittsburgh. It didn't happen. Not only did they lose, there's no way that the conversation can happen where they lose another game at the Panthers who don't have a quarterback. They've got an interim coach. Robbie Anderson yelled his way out. He's now with the Cardinals, and they're talking about selling Christian McCaffrey. Daddy, please make it stop in Carolina. Bucks by a million. Browns at Ravens. Here's my upset pick. I like the Browns at plus six and a half at the Ravens. Something's going on with the Ravens where they can't figure out not only not how not only how to ha- uh, hang on to leads, but how to know that Lamar Jackson is the reason why they even have three wins. The Browns, I think their running game will come back. Clearly, the Ravens don't have the type of defense that the Patriots do. Look for Nick Chubb to have a big game. Kareem Hunt to probably have 60 yards on the ground as well. They won't depend on Jacoby Brissett, and the Ravens have been pretty bad at stopping the run. I like the Browns 6.5, also to win outright at plus 220. Jets at Broncos. Broncos a one-point favorite. As someone would say, houseway. Well, because you almost have to wonder, as good as this Jets team is, are they ready to be this good in the mountains, right? Like this one-point favorite is like, okay, because the Broncos are in the mountains. Now, Melvin Gordon will be the starting running back again. I guess his fumble problems haven't been as bad when he hasn't been in the game. <laughs> so now him back into the game, he's got to prove that not only he's in a walk year, but if he wants to continue the NFL career, he's got to show that he can do it on the ground. The Jets' defense is pretty good. So I like the Broncos at one point favorite at minus one fifteen. Don't forget Tech- uh, Russell Wilson is also banged up too. Yeah, but you know that seems to be the report after every game. Remember after the last game, it's like, well, it turns out Russell Wilson's dealing with a shoulder. Then after this game, it's like, well, it turns out Russell Wilson's dealing with a hamstring. What's it going to be next? It, it turns out Russell Wilson didn't really know how to use an oven at an elevated. Uh, who knows? Texans at Raiders. Raiders a seven point favorite. They've got to turn it around or Josh McDaniels is going to be left in the desert like it's a scene out of fear of loathing, fear of loathing in Las Vegas. Look, there's no value in taking the Raiders at minus 300, but keep an eye on that number to see if it fluctuates because the Raiders have to do everything to win that game and they're at home. Seahawks at Chargers. Chargers are a six-point favorite. I think that's pretty much a layup. Chargers are starting to get their mojo back after a couple of slippages. They are back in the mix slowly. Chiefs 
Two and a half point favorite at the 49ers. The 49ers, while their defense kind of slipped up a little bit last week in Atlanta, I don't expect it to leak as much, but the Chiefs drive a hard engine. Uh, two and a half, I think that's Vegas saying they respect what the 49ers can do defensively, but believe that the Chiefs are going to win it. And at minus 145 and the Chiefs at minus two and a half, that might be something you jump on. Another shocker. Steelers, I have them at plus seven at the Dolphins. Here's why. You don't know what you're going to get from Tua, but you do know what you get from the Dolphins once Tua leaves the game. Even if Teddy Bridgewater started the game and then you went to Tua, I would be more comfortable. But when you go from Tua to Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater has also had the concussion. Watch out for the Steelers this week, not because they're such a much a much better team. It's just that you don't know what may happen with Tua, both mentally and physically on the field. I like the Steelers plus seven at 240 money. So if you take my five and put down $10 on each of them, Colts at Titans, minus two and a half. Take the Titans at minus 145. Take the Browns at plus six and a half. At the Ravens, plus 220. Jets at Broncos. Take the Broncos in the one-point favorite at minus 115. Chiefs at minus two and a half. At the 49ers, that's minus 145. Steelers plus seven. At Dolphins at plus 240. $10 bet yields $570, 72 bucks. So that's a 550 to one payout for you. So... Good luck in those numbers. Check out BetMGM.com. The second hour of Late Night, WEEI next with KJ. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.